Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life, and growth. And I am your host, Ifeyuwa Moronike. Over here on Limitless, we get into everything that involves living life as a young person, so vibrantly in Christ, and we're doing this with a community of believers. Guys, we're finally on the last lap of the Level Up series. You're about to listen to part four, where we'll be learning how to level up in our spiritual lives. So far, we've discussed finances, relationships, and purpose. And I really do pray that each episode has been a blessing to you and that you'll be able to apply them to actually fully benefit from this series. Thank you guys for going on this journey with me and my lovely guests. So on this episode, on today's episode, I'm joined by Lady Sonia Bamidele, a student, teacher of the word, and a youth leader with a passion for the spiritual development of young people. Today we'll be getting into how to mature spiritually, the things we can do to develop our relationship with Christ. Guys, let's get into today's episode. Okay guys, so I am here with Sonia can you please introduce yourself? Hey guys, my name is Lady Sonia Mudupe Bamdele. I'm a 400 level medical laboratory science student. I'm also a mentor for teenagers in Word of Life Bible Church. Oh, that's great. That's um, so beautiful to hear. So can you tell us a bit about what you do as a mentor for teenagers? I think mm. that's such a beautiful thing. Because I'm very intentional about young people, mm. the lives of young people. Because when I was pretty, pretty young, I didn't really have that grooming and mentoring. Because I know that if I had that, I would have reached a particular point of my life. But mm. at least I still thank God for where I am today. I'm still growing. and I've grown and everything. So I just really want this young generation to get it right. That mm. will God everything is wonderful everything is sweet what what they think is in the world is is not it at all mm. but with jesus christ they have power to overcome they have power to rule and reign and dominate so that's why i've taken it upon myself to make sure young people are for christ i i really love that and that's why i know that you guys will be blessed by today's episode on spiritual maturity i do wish that you guys are intentional about this that you have an open mindset and listen to what lady sonia has to say guys let's get into today's episode okay guys so today we are finally on the fourth and final part of the level up series and we are going to be discussing spiritual maturity with my lovely guest and as we are discussing spiritual maturity i want you guys to have your pen and paper write a few things down and also have the open mind to apply it right guys so we're going to jump right into this topic first thing i would love to know can you describe your spiritual journey or spiritual growth journey my spiritual journey was it was a long ride and i'm still growing i won't say i've reached my yeah, peak i'm every we are still growing mm. there is no particular peak because god we can never limit god mm. god is god he can do the impossible out of anything mm. so we all are still growing in god well my spiritual journey was uh, it has been a lot a lot you know there was a particular time my friends and i were just talking about how we started and we were just laughing because we found out that like we just realized that that time fasting was a problem praying was a problem (laughs) we were laughing about it there was one that said that they told her to fast from six to six and she wanted to just die she (laughs) thought that was the end of her life me praying was a problem for me ah 10 minutes i'm already dozing off but i thank god for his um infinite mercies and the people he placed around me and another thing was that i was intentional Mm. i had the intention to grow i wanted to grow so he puts the right people around me 
he gave me a wonderful mentor which has already convocated mm. from abward he gave me a wonderful mentor that was always on my neck always <laughs> on my neck he would call me at random times sonia i want you to do this assignment but it was all for a good cause and i'm happy that i have reached where i am this is not where i want to be oh, yes. i still want to keep yeah. growing mm. but like i'm just happy that i'm still moving forward mm. i love that mindset because um i don't believe there's a limit to spiritual growth and I, I don't think anybody can say oh i'm i'm too deep into christ nope. <laughs> so it's always a journey and that's why i said your spiritual growth journey because i know that yeah. there is still ways to go yes. there is still more to learn yes. and i love that of that mindset of i still can do more yeah all right so then what do you think on this spiritual growth journey that many people are going through what are some of the common struggles faced by christians that are new to the faith not being steady not being steady in the face of adversities and trials and problems, they don't understand that. Some people don't understand. Even some people that are already Christians and because in the end, Christianity and maturity, it's not the length of time you've been in church yeah. or whether you just became born again. Definitely. It has nothing to do with that. So even some people in the church and some people that just newly came to church, they don't know how to be steady. They don't understand how to stand firm when it comes to times of testing. They don't understand that. God's favor will always be wrapped mm. around sacrifices. So, like, there was a time that um, somebody came to Papa Victor and the person was like, I want to be, I want to follow Christ. I want to follow this route, this train. And he laughed and he was like, I have two news for you. One is bad news and one is good news. Are you ready to lose a whole lot? Mm. Because you will lose so many things at the end of the moving of the journey mm. but the end is what matters how it ends it's what is what matters mm. so that's both the bad news and the good news it's not always going to be easy there will always be temptation at every given step of the way so there was a particular time i was going through a particular phase overcoming the phase was like a problem for me and there was this particular verse that he the Holy Spirit just dropped for me and he gave it to me in the TPT version. And it literally became like the basis of my life. And I'm just going to read it out. Mm. So it's First Corinthians 10, 13, TPT version. It says, we all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature and timing of every test or trial you face mm. so that you can bear it and each test is an opportunity for you to trust him more for along with every trial god has provided for you a way of escape mm. so that was where i understood this saying god can never give you what you cannot handle mm, yeah. He will always give you what you can handle he will screen out the nature the timing and the severity of it, he can be putting... I remember that even as I was going through what I was going through, he gave me the gift of men. The gift of men is something that I will always be grateful for. He placed people around me, even though they didn't know what I was going through. But they just had a way of making me feel subtle and okay. Mm -hmm. So... Even Jesus went through a lot of trials. There's so yeah. many people in the Bible that went through a lot of trials. Imagine Jesus when he just got baptized. And the, um, that was in Matthew um, 3, 
17 the last verse do and um god was like after he was baptized by john the baptist and he was like um this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and immediately the next chapter which is chapter four and the holy spirit took jesus into the wilderness to fast for 40 days and 49 <laughs> and i'm sure if some of us were jesus would be like ah ah but daddy you just said you just said i am your um, beloved son, you know, you are well pleased. Which kind of testing is this one again? So there were, even after the wilderness it came out, there was still another thing. Mm. So moving forward, there will always be a time of testing. But this is a time for you to trust him more, to be deliberate about him more, to get to know him more. Because every adversity is to build you. Mm. And I And I have three purposes for adversities. Number one, it purifies your faith. Like Job said, he has tested me through a finding fire and I have come out as pure good. Like I said, you will always come out victorious and strong if you stay put and be deliberate about it. Mm. Two, it produces preservance for our life. Trying your faith, it produces patience. It gives you staying, the staying power and the power to endure. The capacity to remain focused and hold on. The capacity to stay until the purpose is accomplished. Mm. Because when that purpose is accomplished, you won't even remember, ah, I went through this kind of thing. There were times that I cried in the night. So I had to forfeit this for this. I had to lose this for this. The last one is trials make, they make us mature. Mm. Because God's ultimate purpose for us is to mature. He wants us to grow up. That's why there will always be phases, times and seasons. And we just always have to overcome them. The road, it's not easy. Young Christians out there, especially the young ones, the young teenagers and children. So many people are going to tell you this and that. You too, they do church. church. <laughs> now you know God pass. Yes. <laughs> uh, now you pray pass. Yeah. Those comments are going to be made. But I just want you to understand that God's favor is always wrapped around sacrifice. And in the end, you will count it with joy. These same people that are asking you, ah, um, now you go church pass, they will be part of the people that will celebrate you. Mm, And you, you will not even remember those times that people persecuted you. So I just want you to hang in there and remain focused. Mm, I love that. I really love the way that you approach that because um, for new believers sometimes the mindset can be once i've come into christ that's it my life has been settled and actually as victor said about no there's actually some bad news there are going to be some things you have to sacrifice even even when it came to the rich man the bible where he didn't want to leave his possessions and that was a sacrifice that had to be made to follow jesus and that's the same way it is for us now as well and if you're not willing to make that sacrifice then how you're expecting to grow because with growth comes sacrifice, with maturity comes sacrifice. And this season you may be going through, if you are going through struggles right now, remember that there is a purpose for it. And so those purposes that were mentioned just now, I really do pray that you've written them down and you take note of them in times that you're, you feel like your struggle is overcoming you or it's overbearing you. Remember that God will not give you something more than you can handle. And that was um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. So take note of that as well. Okay, so how can they overcome these struggles? Knowing and understanding your what in Christ. Mm-hmm. Keep the truth in front of your eyes that Jesus is with you, for you, by you, everything you. Mm. Jesus is there, is your biggest support, is your biggest strength. And how do you know your words in Christ? How do you understand your words in Christ? 
by knowing and seeking God's plan for your life. And how you will know that is by staying grinded with kingdom ideologies and principle. Mm. And what are they? Where are they found? They are found in the word, the Bible. Get yourself grinded. You read the word because in the Bible, the Bible is made up of three parts. God's promises, prophecies, and um, principles. So the Bible is three Ps. I call it three Ps. So the Bible is there for you. Like I will always tell my friends, the biggest mistake the devil made was just letting us see the Bible. Mm. Because the Bible says everything God wants for you. So always stay grounded in your Bible and have faith. Has As simple as that word is, it's how the kingdom operates. Because the kingdom operates with faith and the kingdom of darkness operates with fear. Mm. Because they know you know the word. You have the word by your side. So the devil uses your mind through fear and make you say things about yourself that, oh, I don't think I'm capable. I don't think I'm enough. So faith and fear, they are the two keys that the kingdom of hell uses and heaven uses. So like even the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm. So have faith in what you are reading. The word, have faith in the word. Like what I used to do, Whenever I read the Bible, I also listen to affirmations, spiritual affirmations, and I say to myself, and I believe what I'm saying to myself. Mm. And that is what helped me every step of the way. The accuser of brethren couldn't get to me Mm. because I knew what I was saying. And also, alongside with reading the Bible, pray it into your life. Like Mm. I said, my affirmations, I prayed my affirmations into my life. I prayed songs into my life. And that that is the path that I'm still following and I'm still moving forward because the world is able to build you up it gives you an inheritance among the sanctified i'm going to read um, a particular scripture consigning this and that is second timothy 3 15 to 17 the kjv version and that's from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrines, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And 17. That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto good works. When you reject the word, you reject access to superior wisdom and power to overcome. Mm. So always stay grounded in the word because Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God, um, hearing the word of God. And that hearing, I'm actually going to break it down. The two hearings, you know, by hearing and hearing of the word of God. The first hearing, hearing that gives information and the second hearing that gives understanding, awareness and comprehension. So it's not just about hearing it. It's about understanding what you hear or reading also. Understanding what you read. Be aware of it. Comprehend it. Just because the subject matter was discussed or read about doesn't mean it was understood. Like there was a time I was watching Pastor Mildred's um, sermon and she was like, some things are taught why some other things are caught. Mm. So just by reading it alone, that's not just it. You read it, you understand, be aware of what you are saying to yourself and comprehend it. Like I said, when I was praying it into my life, I had faith. I understood what I was saying to myself. So 
just stay grounded in the word and pray it into your life. Mm. I love that. Thank you for that beautiful answer. Something that you said about um, how Satan can use that against believers. The fact that we have had the opportunity, thank God, that we have access to the word of God mm. and we can understand the identity, the power, the authority we carry, the power we carry over struggles yeah. through the word of God. And so if you notice that you're struggling with your word life, you're struggling to read the Bible, then there is a possibility that Satan is using that against you in this struggle. Some of us, we can be so amazing. We are prayer warriors. We can fast, but understanding the word of God is the basis of your faith. Exactly. That's, that carries the promises of God. That carries exactly. your identity. That's where your power lies. You cannot fight in battle without the word of God. You're going exactly. to fail. And so I really love the fact that, that you, you pinpointed that so profoundly that yeah. the word of God at this moment of any kind of struggle that you need to overcome, it's the word of God you need to seek. Exactly. Now I'm going to ask this question because you said the word of God, right? And, um, in this journey of um, spiritual growth, there has to be consistency. I mean, yes. reading your Bible once a week is not going to... Actually, <laughs> it's not going to give you the growth that you yeah. want to look for. So the next thing is, how can a believer build consistency and discipline on this spiritual growth journey? Intentionality and passion. Mm. Because, okay, before, before I explain it in this term, let's use our normal lives. We all have friends that we love yeah. and we're so intentional about them. Like you said, you can't read your Bible one, um, once in a week mm. and you can't talk to your friend once, once in, in a week. week yeah. You try, even if it's five minutes, you make out time for your friend mm. every day. Oh, I just want to know how you are doing, how you are faring, you greet your friend. Mm. So that's just how it is because building a perfect fellowship and relationship with God because when you have passion, you will see God's you will see God's assignment as your own. Mm. You will see everything yes, that. that consigns him as your own, his work as your own. So therefore, if you have, like, if you are intentional and you are passionate about your growth and him, you have to spend time with him, just mm. like the way you will spend time with your friend that you are intentional and passionate mm. about. So you have to spend time with him. Even if it's, we, st we all started from somewhere, even if it's five Sorry, minutes a yeah. day, as you are seeing yourself, you'll see yourself progressing. Ah, 10 minutes, ah, 20, 30. That, that's just how it is. So mm. find time in as much as we all are busy. Find time. Well, shall. There was a particular time that praying was hard for me because I was always busy. So I, I started something. I started praying. Wherever I am, I'm praying. Mm. I'm sitting down, I'm praying. I'm in class, I'm praying. I'm out, I'm praying. I'm just saying prayers in my mind because I don't know where, I, I don't want to wait for a particular time to say, oh, I'm, I'm always praying. And that's why I like, he always uses things to speak to me because I'm always in communication with him. So always try. In a, let's say that free period, oh, you're waiting, let's say your first lecturer left your class early and just 10 minutes for the next lecturer to come. Just carry your phone, open your Bible, read something, you know. Maybe later on in the evening, you can continue if you have time. So be intentional about your journey. Be intentional about your growth. Because Matthew 22, 37 says, Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. So be intentional. Everything that concerns your father, be intentional about it. The word praying because prayer is how we communicate with him. So find a time, not even find a time. Try it. Pray every day, wherever you are. Just pray. Just be saying words and you will see that he will be speaking to you. Even in the church, be intentional about everything that has to do with the house of God. 
because I've noticed something. Many Christians get so engrossed in the routine of church activities mm. and lose the the site, like the main site of objective and productivity. You know, like we just become active without results oriented targets. You just let me let me just come to church. Like they say, I do not come to church. You hear sermons, but you are not preached to. Go for Bible studies. We forget our Bibles in our back. Go out for evangelism. We don't care if souls are one. No. If you are passionate and you are intentional about your father, his work will be your uttermost priority. Mm. Because your normal friends, if you don't have time for them, you always give excuse. You don't want to hang out with them. Mm. The friendship will crash. It starts deteriorating. Everything will start. Everybody will start losing communication. See you. There is no means of communication. So, be intentional and be passionate about your father's work. I think that is the basis because when he sees that you are ready, you are willing. Ah, he he wants to use you. That's that's just what he's looking for. He's just looking for that passion, that intentionality. And and I believe that's one thing that helped me because, like I said, I was willing. I always wanted it. I I wanted to hear. I wanted to understand. I wanted to, you know, communicate. And everything. So I was intentional and passionate about everything that has to do with... Not was, Sha. I am still. <laughs> still. Very important. I am still. Because some people just... They, ju- they just serve for accolades and not sacrifices. Yes. And it's not supposed to be so. Ushering units. I don't have anything against you. So if you're an ushering unit, please <laughs> don't come for me. But some people some people join the ushering unit because... Oh, I just want to stand. And yes. when they say, we should wear this particular everybody clothes, everybody will see, will see them, me. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Choir. Some people, oh, I have a beautiful mm. voice. I will lead and everybody will hear me and hear. No. Even the media self, oh, let me hold the camera so that everybody's sitting and taking picture. They are seeing my beautiful dress. No, it's not supposed to be so. Do your father's work and do it with intentionality. Don't always be after your interest because when there's no transparency in what you are doing, he knows our heart. Like what my mother will always say. There are two people you can't deceive in this world. And that is yourself and God. You know yourself. You know what you are made of. You know everything that makes you you. So always make sure there is transparency. The reason why what happened in the Garden of Eden happened is because when God asked Eve, she was not being transparent. Mm. She lied. So be transparent with everything that you are doing. Be passionate about your father's work. As you are working in his house, Make sure you are walking side by side with him. When I mean walking in his house, that's W-O-R-K. And the other walking is W-A-L-K. As you are walking for him, make sure you are also walking side by side with him. I was opportune to hear a sanctuary member talk one day. And we're like, whenever they clean the chair, they always clean and they pray. Lord, as I'm cleaning the chairs, as I'm cleaning your house, whatever it is that is not supposed to be in my life, that is in my life, Father, clean it away. So they are intentional about what they are doing. Mm. They are working side by side with him. They always want to hear from him. So don't just serve for accolades we don't even need the accolades because all of us were sent here for something Mm. so serve him with intentionality and passion Mm, those are very very powerful points and the reason intentionality and passion the points really stood out to me is because there are times that it gets to a point in your christian journey where you want to be so 
active in the church and you want to be doing all these things you want to be praying for these hours and but then your motive is wrong yeah. you are doing it for as you said so i said ah, let, me, let them say i didn't come to church yes. let them see me that i'm a spiritual person and then there's even times when you do this and you start to feel as if you're not gaining anything exactly that you're doing evangelism you're not gaining anything you're not sure you're not gaining anything you're on choir you're singing you, you, your voice is beautiful but you're not gaining anything exactly. and that's because it seems as if you're approaching this from the wrong perspective exactly. and if you have a genuine passion for God you should not be led by the things of the world you should not be led by people clapping for you or praise of men or attention from man but because this is my father's work I want to pursue it and that's the thing that will keep you going in the hard times because it's not easy there are going to be times where you are tired and you have obligations that you must meet. You have people yes. that you have to intercede for exactly. that God has called you towards and you are tired. You yourself know that you don't have the strength, but it's that desire to do God's work. It's that love for your father that will keep you going. Exactly. And so if your purpose or your intention is not love, it's not passion, it's not intentionality in your father's work and it's just for your glory, mm -hmm. you'll burn out. Exactly. you eventually break down and you realize everything you're doing is fruitless. And God forbid we work in the house of our father and there is no fruit. That would be a very, very God horrible forbid. thing. God forbid. Yeah. So what is very interesting, because we want to discuss this from the beginning phase, and we know there are some people here that have been on the work walk of God for a long time. Maybe you feel like you're still in the same phase. Yeah. That, as you said, it's not about the time. You could be a Christian. You could have been a Christian for years now, and you yes. just feel like, I'm not moving. Yes. So, and we can describe this as the milk phase. Yes. So I want to ask you now, what is the milk phase, the spiritual milk phase, and is it necessarily bad? Okay. Okay, let me start with this. First Peter 2 verse 2. Mm. As newborn babes, desire sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Like I said earlier and like just mentioned, spiritual maturity is not defined by the length of time you go to church or how you've been in church or how long you've been born again. It doesn't even have anything to do with our physical growth or age or status or anything. That's why if you look at it, Methuselah's age had nothing to do with the wisdom of Solomon. So it doesn't have anything to do with that. God can use anybody if you are willing, like I said, if you are intentional about, about him and his work. So the beginner's phase, the milk phase, the early phase, I would ju it's just like when babies, babies are born. You know, first of all, they are born, they learn to sit, they learn to crawl, they learn to take a step, then start walking and they grow from infants to adolescents to teenagers to youths to women to age. You, you know, that's just how it is. And like Morinike said, some of us are, are still struggling, even if we've been in church for 50 years, just for like you are in the same phase. So are we remaining in the same phase or we're moving forward? Like Ecclesiastics 3 once said, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. There's a time to drink milk and there's a time to grow beyond milk. Even babies too. There's a time in their life that they take milk and there's a particular time that ah, the milk is not enough food. They start eating solid food and that's how we got here today. We're not still taking milk till mm. now. So she said, is it bad? Yes. And I'm going to talk about out of so many Bible characters that, okay, they had their times where they were just in a particular phase. They were not moving and everything. I'm just going to take two out of them. And that is Samuel and Moses and the children of Israel. So Samuel, because if you read um, 1 Samuel 3, 4 to 11, I'm not going to read it. But if you read it, that's the story of Samuel when he was sleeping and God called him mm -hmm. and he thought it was prophet Eli mm -hmm. that called him. Yeah. 
So, you know, he went to go and meet him and he said, I'm not calling you. He went again, I'm not calling you. Then he sort of said, okay, if you hear the voice again, say, yes, Lord, the servant is here and I'm ready to listen and all those things. So, someone, young someone would have said to be in his, in his young face. So, he didn't understand that that is the voice of God. He didn't get it that it was God that was speaking to him. He took the intervention of Prophet Eli. That's why... People um, are important in our life. The right mentors are important in our lives that will guide us. And also, another thing again, where the first time that someone went to Gami Prophet Eli, and Prophet Eli said, I was not calling you. The second time he heard his, the voice again, he would have slept saying, but Prophet said he was not calling me, so maybe it's my mind. But it was intentional. He went back again, even though the man, I was not calling you. It's not me that was calling you. It was intentional. He wanted to know. He wanted to, ah, ah, who is calling me? Who is calling me? And Prophet Eli told him, if you hear the voice again, say, your son is here and I'm listening. And we all know how Prophet, he now became Prophet Samuel. We all know how Samuel ended. The story of Samuel ended. He became a prophet. He became great mm. because he, he wanted to, understand he wanted to know he wanted to who is this person that is calling me i, I don't know if you understand mm. what i mean mm. so he got it at the early phase and he started growing and growing and growing and like i said we all know how it ended then the second bible character the israelites are moses that's um if you read exodus um 20 18 and 19 you know God was speaking to Moses. He heard and he understood. Why the children of Israel, they only heard thunder and mm. lightning. Mm. That was how all they could they could interpret God's voice as. Like they could not they, they did not have that understanding. They, like they were not able to comprehend the voice of God. And they were not like ah, they became nonchalant about it and they said, Oh yeah, Moses now, listen and interpret for us. They didn't want to, they didn't even have the intention to know more, to understand this voice, to, you know, they didn't desire wanting to hear him personally. They, okay, Moses, be our interpreter now. And due to this, their stubbornness and nonchalant attitude and they refused to grow. That is why it took them a very long time for them to enter the wilderness. Mm. So what am I saying? How am I answering this question? Whether it's bad. It's bad in the sense that it delays you mm. from mm. getting what you are supposed to get at the right time. Yes. If you're supposed to get this in at the right time, you are being nonchalant about it. You don't you don't want to seek him. You don't want to know. You don't want to understand. It delays you, like what Lorenzoya will say, spiritual carryover. Mm. At a particular age, you will not be trying to do some things that you know that you would have done in long, wasted years. If Samuel had not, he wanted to sleep and Prophet Ella said he wasn't calling me, he would have also had wasted years. Yes. But it was intentional. That is for Samuel. The children of Israel, they, ugh, time that they would have reached the promised land, mm -mm. They were just in the wilderness going round and round and round and round and round because they did not want to understand God for mm. themselves. They just wanted Moses to be interpreting for them and telling them. Having a personal relationship with him makes your growth easier. It makes the road smooth. It doesn't delay you. Mm. Because sometimes, even if, okay, let's say for example, Let's say, okay, Moses said something. Uh, hey, yes. When Moses carried them out of Egypt and when they got to 
the Red Sea and when they saw Pharaoh and his gang members coming, they started saying, Moses, mm, but you said, yes. <laughs> God, God said you should, you should carry us mm. from this place and then now look at where you have brought us. If they heard that thing for themselves, if they heard God, oh, but God told me this thing, there will be this assurance. Yes, so some, I'm not saying listening to pastors or leaders, what they have to, I'm not saying it's a problem, but when you get to hear God for, for yourself, there's this inner peace. Mm. There is this confidence is boosted. Let it be that what the pastor is telling you, it's a form of confirmation to what God has told you. So when you, you, you want to know him for yourself, you want to seek him, there will be no delay. Your growth will be smooth and you will just be moving and moving and moving. So, is it bad? Yes, to remain in a particular phase, the beginning phase, it is bad because it will make you have wasted years and you will just be in a particular place, not understanding if you are moving or not. And until we mature, we can never have access to the Father's mandates, to assignments because you don't understand. So, he can't entrust you with an assignment. Mm. So, Samuel understood he um, God's voice for the first time. And okay, yes, this is my son. I can now give him assignments. I can now entrust him with responsibilities and all. But the children of Israel on the other hand, nothing. So he could not entrust them with assignments that will lead them. Because like I said, assignments are your pathway to your growth and your success. Mm. So until we mature, Already to ma- once we mature, we can never have access to the father's mandates or assignments or responsibilities. Mm, I love that because in relation to what you said about delay, some God could have something that's packaged for you, but He's not going to entrust it to a child or yes, to a baby. Exactly. And you know the same way if you see a child growing and then you realize it's at some point there's stunted growth. Exactly. You know that there must be some kind of genetic disorder or something is wrong with that child. The same way in the spirit realm, if you are stagnant and you're in one place, you're in the milk phase and you've been there for many years. Of course everybody starts somewhere. Even Sam was powerful as as he was before, you know, um he died. He started somewhere where he didn't even recognize the voice of God. And so you could be in that phase. And do not allow stubbornness or ignorance or laziness as a believer exactly. stop you from getting what God has prepared for you. Because again, God is not going to entrust what he has for you if you are not ready. Or if it's going to cause you to crash. Or if it's going to cause you to crash the destinies of others. Because God could be calling you to a higher power. And the same way Moses was entrusted with the mantle to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And and God spoke through him. That's a powerful mandate to carry. And of course, as you said, yes. he could have given it to everybody. And yes. they also could have. But the fact that he gave it to Moses meant that Moses was the only person that had that spiritual maturity. Yes. Who had the ability to hear the word of God, to hear God's voice, to understand it. Yes. Because many of us, God could be speaking to us, but we have not recognized his voice. Exactly. We do not understand the voice of God. Or even when God speaks to us because we are so um, strong in our ways we are so stubborn that's why i mentioned about not being stubborn so stubborn in our ways that we rebuke the voice of god or we reject the voice of god because we want our ways and another thing about this phase of your life it, it takes submission you need to learn how to submit that's the issue of the israelites the israelites they thought you know god doesn't have control over this situation they were so quick to grumble but in this time it's difficult for you to push yourself and to say i'm going to study the word i'm going to pray even though i don't feel like it. i'm going to do these things even though it's difficult for me as you said at the beginning of your spiritual growth journey but it takes your dedication it takes consistency it takes submission to his ways and it takes sensitivity to his voice and so those are the things that i want you guys to really note down all right so let's just move on 
how can we break out of this phase of this journey? So before I start again, let me, because it's important to back up whatever we say with the scripture, word, with yeah. scriptures, so that you understand and you will know, okay, this is the backing of it. And that's why I said earlier, pray with the word. It's very, very important mm. to pray with the word because the devil has no grip on you because you know and you understand the word. So pray with it and affirm it in your life. Hebrews 5.12 Apostle Paul said, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracle of God. Highlighting the first principles. The first principles, it refers to the foundation of repentance, faith towards God, and working of the Spirit. In as much as we know the first principles, doctrines of the kingdom of God, we should always apply it in our lives. Knowing the Bible, knowing the word, everything, God's promises, resurrection, um, baptism, and everything, as much as we know it, the f- especially where I'm going to be doing on the fruits of the Spirit. In as much as we know it, they will say, list the fruits of the Spirit. Everybody's jumping, love, joy, long-suffering, patience, everything, and all. But do we apply it in our lives? Mm. Because, like I said, everybody just takes that Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Mm. But if you move further, Galatians 5, 25 says, if we live in the Spirit, we should also walk in the Spirit. Mm. Just as you see a tree, a mango tree. If the mango tree is not bearing fruits, there's a problem. The Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. And even if it's bearing fruit and it's not coming out, you won't even know that it's bearing fruit. Mm. You cannot say that, oh, you know, the it's it's within me. Holy Spirit and now we understand ourselves. Yes, you can understand yourself, but it's supposed to show in your everyday lives. People that are out there are supposed to see that the Spirit is at work in you. I'm tired of seeing so many spirit-filled christians because i can i cannot judge anybody according to them they are spirit-filled but i'm tired of seeing so many spirit-filled christians in quotes that have bad characters Mm. tongue-speaking christians but you don't walk in love Mm. you don't any smart thing you're angry somebody will greet you good mornings as if you want to slap the person (laughs) you don't greet your neighbor you don't care you don't you don't you don't show love and it's not supposed to be so like I said, don't leave the Galatians, don't leave, uh, ju- don't just take um, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and leave, go down after 24, 25. He said, if we must live in the spirit, we must also walk in it. Mm. Let your life show that you are spirit filled. It's not just by mouth. Show love because in the end of the day, God is love and love is supposed to be the foundation of everything. Yes. Love. Because from love, there is intention. You are intentional. You are passionate to want to know more when you love. Because even First John 3, 11 says, And the sweetest and the most beautiful message we've heard right from the start is walking in self-sacrificing love towards each other. Mm. Every single person is a representative of Jesus. So, when you love this person, you are loving Jesus. 
when you take care of this person, you are taking care of Jesus. Don't judge. It's not your it's not your work to judge anybody. Mm. Because even you, you are not perfect. So learn to walk in the fruits of the Spirit and live and abide in it. Apply it to your everyday life. I'm heavy on love. Everybody knows I'm heavy on love and intentionality. I like it. And we Christians, that's what we're supposed to portray because even when Jesus was on earth, everything he did was out of love. So as his siblings, we are meant to show love. I am tired of people saying how how Christians are the ones that do yeah, bad. Christians yeah. who are the ones that, that we are the worst. And it's not supposed to be so. We're supposed to represent Christ in a very beautiful way. We need to love. Forgive. In as much as, yes, it's hard. What this person did to me, I'm not... Forgive. I know obviously it's not possible to forget, but just let go of that grudge. Because in the end, it's not the person you are punishing. It's yourself. Yeah. It's yourself because you have this thing carried and it's drawing you back. Because I struggled with forgiving somebody some years back and i noticed that it was disrupting my flow with mm. god because i had this heavy thing in my heart and i could i could not just interact with god the way i wanted to so it was like a very big chain that was dragging me back and i just said holy spirit i am tired of this hurt i am tired of this body of this grudge please take it away i don't want this anymore I can remember vividly. I prayed that prayer for a whole month. And that was August last two years. I prayed that prayer for a whole month because it was tiring. I wanted to move forward. But this grudge wasn't letting me. And the devil was using this grudge to hold me down because he knew that if I overcome this thing, he's finished. He's definitely finished. So ask the Holy Spirit that should help you Every day, you should guard your heart. There's something I say. Save my soul, Lord. Savior, save my soul. Save my soul from contamination. Guide my lips from every idle word. Mm. And guide my heart from corruptions of this world. So any feeling, anything that is outside the fruits of the Spirit, it's not of God. So I pray for my heart every day. That he guides my heart. He fills my heart with more love. And that is what has helped me over time. And he's still helping me to tomorrow. So, spirit-filled Christians. Be spirit-filled Christians. Let it not just be my mouth. Let it be seen in you. You don't even have to say it. Let them see it. Because the most important evangelism that is done is lifestyle evangelism. Mm. people look at your life christians people look at our lifestyle a lot how we live because you can't have a bad character and come and preach to somebody i promise you me i won't listen to you (laughs) go and work on yourself first apply this fruit of the spirit to your life apply everything that has to do with the spirit to your life that is for number one number two a major strategy for every aspiring child of god is to constantly check ourselves and strive for continuous spiritual growth. Like I said, constantly check yourself. Like I said, the affirmation I say to myself, guide my heart from corruption of this world, save your, save my soul. I always check myself. If this, That's one thing my mother taught me. Always check yourself. Is there any way I'm getting it wrong? 
Is there any way I'm, I'm, I'm the one faulting? Is there any how I'm deviating? I constantly, and there's a particular question I ask myself in, at the beginning phase. Am I a giver or a taker? Because an infant will always be a receiver. Mm. A child will always be a receiver. There's nothing a child can offer you. When the child wants food, you will cry. When he wants to sleep, he will cry. When the child is messed up, he will cry. So, an infant is always a receiver. You are always... Re- are you the one always receiving? Because if we have that friend that we are always the one giving, it's not... person is not like, you know, I wouldn't like say... It's yes, yes, it's a one-sided something. Yeah. It hurts you. So, imagine how it hurts God. Because I, al- I always like to use life applications, physical life applications to what we do. If your friend treats you like, like if it's a one-sided relationship, you will feel so unhappy. You want to leave. Then imagine how it is for God when it's a one-sided relationship, especially in the place of prayer. We need to understand that prayer is like a ladder. And you don't just approach the throne of grace with your wants and needs. You approach him with the attitude of gratitude. So that you open up realms to receive expressively from him. So it's not only about, Lord, I want this. Lord, I want that. Lord, please give me this thing. Open up. Thank him. Be grateful. It's not just about you. It is never about you. Like what Jesus said in his song. It's not about me. It's not about self. It's all about God and kingdom come. Because in the end, we're all sent here for an assignment. Every single person, I promise you, every single one of us, we have our assignment. It might not be the same. It's not the same. But we all, every single one of us, we came to this earth for a purpose. And our job is to find out that purpose and fulfill it before it's our time to go back. We're sent here on an assignment. And when we go back to eternity, we'll give account for the assignment we were sent here for. So don't just sit there and just be an infant. Let it be. You give, he gives. You give, he gives. Sometimes you will just be, it has happened so many times. I will just be, you know, doing things like for God and everything. And even my own needs. I didn't even pray about it, but it will be fulfilled. It will actually be fulfilled. So, don't just make everything about you. Don't just always approach him with your wants and needs. We we all have that junior sibling that is always approaching us with, oh, I want this, I want that, and you get tired. So, don't make it a one-sided something. Don't just be a taker. Be a giver. And also, don't be a waster of purpose. Mm. Rather than assuming your God-given purpose, find it out. And how do you find it out? Pray that I should reveal it to you. Because we can't afford to be wasters of purpose. It's not possible. Mm. It would be a very, very sad story if you have to go back to intern- if you have to go back to eternity and you can't give account of what was put in your hand. It's going to be a very big pity. So find out your God-given purpose and act on it. Work with it. Multiply it. Thank you so much. Um, I really love, you've also loved the scriptures that you used and you applied. 
um, in terms of Galatians and walking in the spirit. And there's another scripture, um, Galatians 5.16, that says, walk in the spirit and you're not fulfilled the lust of the flesh. And um, the reason that those scriptures are very paramount is because this journey of moving out of this phase is something that you cannot do by your flesh. You cannot do by, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to do everything that I'm supposed to do as a Christian, but then God is not in it. You must be walking in the spirit. And then there's something else that you said as well about love. And I have the scripture, 1 John 2, 9 to 10, where it says, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in darkness. Exactly. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. Saying that you can claim to be a believer and a firefighter Christian, exactly. but your light is not even present if you don't have love. Exactly. With love comes that light of Christ because that's who God is. God is love. And I know that it may seem as if, or what defines a Christian is how long you can pray or how many Never. scriptures you can memorize. Never. When the foundation, the bedrock is actually love. When Jesus, when um, Jesus came to them and he said that, oh, when, when I was um, naked, you didn't clothe me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. And they said, oh, Jesus, when was this? He said, when you don't do this to your fellow man, you're not doing it to me. And exactly. as you said, when you're serving man, you're serving Jesus. Exactly. Because you're doing it for Jesus, not for your glorification, not Absolutely. for yourself, but for the work of Christ. Okay, so um, we're about to wrap up, but let's just, we've got a couple more questions to go. How do we know when we've left the baby Christian phase or the milk phase? Firstly, true maturity begins with being able to balance your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions with the word and viewing it from God's perspective. In the previous questions, I, I, I think I've answered that how, because when you are passionate about it, so I, do, mm. I really don't want to repeat that mm. again, but I'm just going to live with that statement true maturity is when you can balance your emotions everything your thoughts your actions because hmm, people 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 will trample on your emotions but in the end you just have to stand firm and know that you are not doing it for them you are doing it because you are seeing jesus there are so many things i've done and i always tell my friend it's not me it's jesus mm, yeah, it's jesus yeah. it's because it, and there's so many things i've seen myself do and i'm like so sonia you have this in you <laughs> like you have this level of patience in you this level of tolerance in you like oh, thank you jesus because if i lo like looking at myself like let's say five years back i was so, like i'm an impatient person <laughs> i was not i am yes, i was, was. Uh, and get angry easily any small thing i'm fire <laughs> screaming but with christ i've learned to be calm to be to be collected to be civil to be you know stable so don't always look at it from your point of view or your emotion always look at it from god's perspective then secondly the evidence of spiritual maturity is continually using the mind and the spirit of god to discern and choose between rights and wrong so direction is always needed for growth Understanding the basic level of discernment will always help you to grow in the gift of discernment. A discerning child is a child with understanding. So in this journey, the spirit of discernment is very, very important. You need to pray and ask him for the spirit of discernment. I'm not going to go into discernment deeply, but you've done a series that... that so yeah. if you've not listened to that, go and listen to that series of how to discern and yeah, hear God, God yeah. and hear from God. So moving on, because I said I don't want to go deep into that because there's already an episode on that. So 
There are levels that should guide us in our growth regarding this discernment. Level 1, natural perception. The ability to assess justly. Like having inner wisdom of of things. Like for example, now we know that when the cloud is dark and it's thick and heavy, we know rain is about yeah. to fall. When the cock crows, we know that it's about to be done of the day and everything. So, you know, it's basically called common sense interpretation and is the most like basic level of discernment. So having natural perceptions of things. Then the second level, discernment ability. The, this is the deeper ability to discern being tuned to people's motives behaviors being sensitive to the atmosphere both spiritually and physically because insensitivity to timing is the worst thing that can happen Mm. to man because when when you are sensitive you impact on authority sensitivity is is a provoker of urgency you understand like i said a discerning child is a child who's understanding. You understand this time in this season. So in every step of the way, discernment is always important. We need to pray for discernment at every single given step of the way. Ability to discern emotions and moods. Very, very important. Discernment is very important. That's why we need to pray for the spirit of discernment every day. To discern his voice, you know, people's motives. I know, I know I prayed that prayer very well. God, expose who you want to expose. Remove who is not supposed to be here and put who is supposed to be here in my life. That's one prayer I pray all the time because I am not ready for I told you so mm. or I die known. I won't, I'm Jesus, baby. I run to Jesus for everything. He's my backing. It's any small problem. My head is paining me, Jesus. I'm just <laughs> kidding, though. I know what to do, but like, understand what I'm trying to say. I run, I run to Jesus for everything. I always want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. So, the spirit of discernment is important. Then the third level, seen from the Father's eyes. I've talked about this thing before. When you are passionate, you see the father's work as your own. You see everything that concerns him as your own. And as also said, true maturity is being able to balance your emotions, actions, and thoughts mm. from God's perspective, his eyes, and everything. And how you can you can see from the father's eyes, like I said, having a personal and intimate relationship with God, walking side by side with him, you'll be able to see from his eyes. How would this thing okay? Normally this will make me feel bad. So how will this thing make God feel? You know, all those kind of things. Because discernment is... Oh my God. Discernment is it. It's actually it. Because discernment is it's life-giving. It brings freedom and transformation. It builds the church. Mm. Through you, people are drawn to Christ. That's why I say, we must. It's a must. We must... Our lifestyle must be aligned. It must always be aligned. You mm. can't be saying one thing and you are acting a different thing. People look at what your actions more than your words. Your actions are very, 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 very important. And mind you, discernment is not a skill. It's a gift from God. Like mm. I said, you pray for the spirit of discernment. You must always pray that he should help you. Father, reveal yourself to me in how you possibly can. So pray. For the spirit of discernment. And I will go back again. True, you people are drawn to Christ. And they glorified God in me. Galatians 124. 
ah, I know that I pray that prayer very well. <laughs> Let people see me and glorify Jesus. Let mm-hmm. people see me and they will see Jesus. So, pray for the spirit of discernment because it's also part of it. It's also part of the everything that comes with the Holy Spirit. It's, a, it's part of the package. So, always pray that you are active. You are always willing to learn to discern God's voice, just like the way someone discerned God's voice. Mm. So, always pray for the spirit of discernment and to always be active to times and seasons and not to be insensitive to times and seasons. Mm. Mm, thank you for that. I would love if you just mention, it was three points that you mentioned. Yes. Can you just mention this, just in case every, anybody wants to write it down, okay. those three points that you okay. mentioned. Level one, natural perception. To discerning ability and the last one seen from the father's eyes. Mm, those are basically the three things that she mentioned that are part of us leaving that stage, that milk phase or that baby phase. And I do pray that you guys are able to apply these things and also the scriptures as well. If you can memorize the scriptures, as she said, that Galatians one twenty four that she used as a prayer point. It's so powerful when you pray the word of God because the word of God is truth and once you're praying that truth into your life well you want you pray for yourself is great but once you pray the word of God the word has already been promised over your life it's as if you're just tapping into it you're tapping into the promises of God for your life and so I would love if you're able to write down the scriptures and also pray with them and so about to round up I have one more question what should a believer do if they feel far from God in the early stages of their relationship but I'd actually like to extend it because it happens I think in multiple phases, yes. not just the milk yes, phase. Yes, exactly. So what should a believer do at any stage if they are feeling far from God? Well, basically, Christianity is a relationship. And how should the relationship be maintained? Through communication. Mm. So always make sure you try your best. Like I said before, in as much as we all have a busy day, busy schedule, meetings, classes, projects, assignments, everything, clean for those that do clinicals, clinicals, posting here and there, try and and make sure your, your communication with him is not dying. Mm. Because when you start feeling far from him, the basic truth is when we start feeling far from him is when we are not communicating with him enough. Mm. So try and and keep that communication alive keep it going i've said well this question has been answered in some of the questions but i'm just going to point it out again because there's a question like this so god like i said before god's plan for us is to know him intimately so therefore we must learn to hear and understand his voice and how he's speaking to you Mm. now the question is the thing is god is always speaking but do we hear his voice Mm. and i want you to understand that God speaks to us in different ways. Yes. Just because he speaks to this person through dream, speaks to this person through vision, through supernatural manifestation, yours will be different. Like Moreni can now, God can be speaking to her through her dreams. Mm. Me, God can be speaking to me through, I will just be there and a particular scene, something will happen, like a particular scene will happen and immediately, Sonia, this is this, 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 that. You, it's not. It's not like God will come down, and you will see white lights. <laughs> oh, my beloved daughter, my beloved son, this is what I'm trying to tell you. No, you need to find out how He speaks to you, and that is when you are in constant communication with Him. You will mm. get to know Him better. He will speak to you the way that befits you. Mm. Like me, like I just said. Now He speaks to me through. I will just be sitting there, and two people are just discussing in my front. Not that I'm hearing what they are saying, no, but that particular scene. 
I will zone out and it will be like, Sonia, this, 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 this. Like, God can speak to you through so many ways. And that is why I say, do not limit your mind to what God can do. There was a particular time that something was happening and I was dancing in church. I was dancing in church. And as I was dancing, the God was speaking to me. As my dance step was getting what I was speaking to me. And when I went back to my room, I was like, wow. Wow. So this thing can actually happen. So when I dance in church, it's not because oh, I just want to dance. So. <laughs> because people that know me before, one fact about me, I'm very shy. I'm a very, very shy person. But I know 99% of you are not going to believe you because of the way I am. I'm, <laughs> or out there, I'm loud in church. Because when I enter the church, Sonia is left outside. Who walks in is, is the vessel that God wants to speak mm. to, God wants to use. So never limit God with your mind because he is God. He can make and unmake. Mm. He can turn everything around. He was the one that made the earth. So he can, he can put the earth on hold for you. He has the ability to do that. So never limit God with your mind. Always be in constant communication with him. Dwell in his presence. Study the word, spiritual affirmation. Mm. Dwell in the place of prayer. His word, you know, study. If it's possible, you know, have a particular jotter that you write, yeah. you know. If this verse, like, there are so many, like, some people, God speaks to them through Bible verse. Yes. Like, all these Bible verse that I just did, to just jump at them and, oh, this is for mm, me. Yeah, it, so, yeah. like... You know, write, have your journal, your particular journal. That journal is for, is just for the word, the prayer, scriptures that he gives to you and everything. You know, it's, it's better to do that. Have that. Write that. Write it down. Study. Pray. And something that's very important. Be amongst true believers. Mm. I say true believers. We don't know the content of the heart of men. So we have to ask God to help us. So pray that God brings the right people around you. The right people that will boost your growth. That will help you grow in Him. So pray. Watch and pray. Mm. Don't leave one and do one. Yeah. In the same time you are praying, keep watching. Like I said, discernment. Be tuned to people's motive, people's behaviors, people's character. There will always be a time that somebody will flop. I promise you. I tell you. Because last November till December, God was taking me through a period of silence. And he just wanted me to observe people's characters. Like that period, most of my friends were like, Oh, Sonia, you've changed. You are quiet. You are this, you are that. In actual sense, I'm actually quiet. Outside church, I'm quiet. I'm, I'm just on my own. I don't speak. But... He was he, he just wanted everybody like he just put me through that particular phase and it was known to everybody that I was quiet. I wanted to speak. I wanted to talk. I would see myself I was so short of words. Give people one one word reply. It's not as if it was intentional but he was making me he wanted me to be tuned to people's emotion because I feel like at a point I was just letting everybody in. Because, oh, oh, Sonia, I just, I wanted to talk to you, you know, you give me, you, and all this plenty, plenty, yeah. and it was just, bring, and he just went to, okay, Sonia, relax, mm -hmm. calm down, mm -hmm. calm down. And he just took me through a period of silence because he wanted to teach me something. 
They wanted me to know something. So watch and pray. Be careful. Because like I said, God will not come down and tell you this person is bad for you. He will only give you signs. So be careful and look out for that signs. Watch and pray. Don't leave one and do one. Be intentional about your journey. Every step of the way, be intentional about him. Ask him for guidance for every step of the way. Every single thing. Like I said, I always involve Jesus in everything. I don't put Jesus around. I put him, I put Jesus in the center. Yeah. I didn't put him around it so that when it flops, I go to him. And that is why I don't still understand how. Okay, no problem. You come to church when it's time for exam, when you want to write exam. Oh, Jesus, you cry. <laughs> and one thing that amazes me is even after the exam works out the way you want it to work out, you don't even come back yeah. to give him thanks. Mm-hmm. You just come back again when there's a problem. And that's why I ask, if you have a friend that does that to you, only when there's a problem that the person remembers you, you'll feel bad. So like I said, imagine how God feels. So always involve him in every step of the way. Put him in the middle. Your friendships, your relationships, your academical work, your career. I will not lie. Since when I I said Jesus is it for me, this is my last bus stop. I'm not going anywhere. It's here I will die. In him I will breathe. In him I will rest. My result has been beyond my comprehension. Mm. Like... So many things that has happened in my life and I'm like, God, now so you love me rich in my mother's voice. Mm. Because even even in my, I've seen so many things. I would I, I remember one time, um my mom was supposed to travel and we we're going to church and you know, she, she just wanted to drop us in church and bring back the car while she travels with transport and everything. And the car broke down and she, you know, the mechanic came and picked the car and later on Weeks passed, my mommy was like, ah, the car at the mechanic place that Amrabas came and they robbed the particular streets that every single car in that workshop, they broke the windscreens, but only our car did not sing. Mm. Our windscreen was there and it's not as if the car was parked in, 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 a, in an hidden place mm. or yes. Other cars that were parked inside the workshop, they went and they broke it. Our car was parked outside the workshop. Other cars we screen were broken, but our car wasn't. So when you always involve Jesus in everything that has to do with you, he's always there for you. He's always working behind the scenes for you. Unforeseen battles are being fought for your sake. Mm-hmm. So always put Jesus in the center as you walk, let him walk side by side with you. Let him be, let him be your 911 on his stead. Yes. Even in good times and in bad times. Mm. Very important. Not just when you need something. Then you don't, the one that even annoys me is you don't even come back to give thanks even after he helps you. You just forget. So always put Jesus at every step of the way and see how your life will be transformed for the better and beyond your wildest imagination if somebody had told me three years ago that in christ i will be everything i am and everything i'm becoming i will say it's a very very big fat lie it's not going to be easy but it's it's worth it count it with joy because the end is what matters Mm. man that was beautiful i really do pray that you guys have been blessed 
by that. I know that it, it may seem like this stage is, is lasting so long and you may feel like you've lost so much hope. But I do pray this episode has given you hope and I pray that it has educated you and has taught you the things that you need to do, the things you should not do, the way that God expects us to live our lives and how to get to that place where you genuinely desire God's work. You desire that hung you hunger after a deeper relationship with God. Guys, I do pray that they continue to develop in Christ because that is the goal, to continually be developing in Christ. There is no peak. We just keep growing in Christ and that is the prayer. Um, so do you have anything else that you want to say? Okay. For this particular series, the main text for it is Matthew 25, 14 to 18. I'm not going to read it because of time, but it's about the rich man and his servants that he gave talents. So I'm just going to point out three important key observation there number one the rich man on his own accord decided to distribute talent amongst his servants the servant didn't ask for it the rich man portrays god and the servants portray us his children so like i said we were all sent here with a god-given purpose so you just have to come here and find out your god-given purpose and apply it in the way to bless lives Mm -hmm. number two the father did not give every child the same amount of talent. The rich man gave one five, two, and the other one. So our talents are not the same. Our natural gifts are not the same. We are different and unique in our own way. We all have a role to play to the body of Christ. Then three, the criteria for distribution was not according to seniority, sentiments, or empathy. The Bible clearly states that the talents were given according to each child's several abilities so god knows you and knows what fits you it's not about if this person like i said Methuselah's age had nothing to do with the wisdom of solomon so just because this person is senior this person is this this person is that doesn't mean this person's thing is it's 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 more it's it's more than yours we all are equal we all need each other for mm. the body of Christ to function. Mm. So don't feel if there's anybody that's feeling less of themselves that they are no they are not among there are there are people there that have it more. Sweethearts, no, you are also important as as alongside with the other person. Mm. Your part is important. Your role is important. Yeah. Everything that God has sent you to do on earth is very important. So don't feel less of yourself. Don't feel like you don't belong. Oh, the people at the front will do it. The pastor will do it. The pastor's wife will do it. The leaders will do it. The assistant leaders will do it. No, you have an important role to play. And I pray that as you walk in consistency and in genuine passion and intentionality, I pray that God will continue to reveal himself to you in ways that you can never imagine. God bless you all. And I love you all. Lady S loves you all so much. Thank you so much, Sonia. This has been such a blessing and such an amazing episode. And I pray that this episode has been a blessing to every single one of you guys listening today. Guys, I do pray that you are intentional about this journey that you are going on. And I hope you'll share this episode, that you leave a review. If you are on Apple Podcasts, a rating, and then also a rating on Spotify Podcasts. I also do pray that you share with your loved ones and you have a blessed week. Guys, I'll be with you guys next week. Bye.